Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 102. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Twitter. And also, you can find us on Instagram. Yeah, a Cap in America at Lost in America pod. But really, Twitter. I'm losing. And me. You and always forget me. I'm a you, Turner You don't Sparks. need help. You've got big followers. You're, you're, you're a touring comedian. Oh, go on. But I'm losing people left and right. The robot. They've been, Twitter's been purging. They've been purging the, the Russians and the bots. On the podcast today, we have Ari Shafir, comedian Ari Shafir from This Is Not Happening from his Netflix specials. He was just in Scotland at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. He's going to tell us all about comedy in scotland the month it's a month-long festival you do comedy every single day for a month you live in an apartment with a bunch of other slubs uh, and you i you i don't know what you do he's gonna tell us how it works it's a whole different yeah, world we, we received comedy. this from the scottish perspective recently now we're gonna get it from the american perspective. from an american going over there performing for the scots for the scots see how they took to him so we'll see what happens that'll be fun uh before all that kaplan yeah we have a celebration play the music play the play the we made somebody a winner something music all right, we'll play the music. <laughs> or drop the balloons. Do we have balloons? Julia Salazar, we are one for one on picking alt-middle winners. Right. We endorsed her officially last week as the first alt-middle candidate of all time. She, What happened? She wins. She, huge upset victory. Nobody thought she was going to win because of her, you know, her well, questions with the truth. Well, you mean because she's batshit crazy. 
She's batshit crazy. Um, some might say we made it harder on our listeners by not even telling them she was running in Brooklyn. We didn't know where she was running. <laughs> we we read a newspaper saying. article and she seemed funny. Because let's, re- let's review what she's done. First, uh, she's claiming to be Jewish, although she's never been. She just became right. a Jew. Like I mean, you one. can't become Jewish. She, it's a religion. You don't have to. But she was claiming, like, from birth, like, yes. her old, her father's family. We didn't she know. also claimed she's an immigrant. She was born in Miami, Florida, yeah. which last time I checked, still part of the United States. She's got a cool tattoo on her arm, which is not very Jewish, just so you know. Oh, wow. She's <laughs> just a, discovering she's a that. Jew with a tattoo. She also uh, has a sex scandal with uh, Keith Hernandez, he, the shortstop. Or no, was he the... He's star of Seinfeld, Elaine's boyfriend well, on Seinfeld. Well, he's also <laughs> on the 86 Mets. First baseman Hall of Famer. Yeah. And uh, she used to be super conservative. She used to be, like, a five years ago super conservative. Now she's... She's a Democrat socialist, so that's why we embraced her. Very alt-middle. And she's Somewhere nuts. in between is us. She makes up facts about herself every single week. Somehow she won because she's a hardcore left. Uh, she's like a Bernie. She's It's like this left-wing version of Tea Party, I think, is what we're grabbing onto yes. here. It's like, burn down everyone in power. Some some white guy's been in power a while. He's probably a good liberal, but But I him. also saw that she has, um, just in the few days leading up to the election... She got dropped by every Democrat. No one's behind her except us. Yeah, except well, and she also did the Trump no sell. She no sell to victory. She just kept. She never denied anything. She never apologized, and we believed in her. We we don't but count. She denied everything. It was, she yeah. She didn't like. She she denied all the accusations about her lying. She just ignored them. So she went at the people. And do we we don't count Joe Jarrett as a. As a lose, as a as an endorsement, do we? Joe Garrick. Joe Garrick, sorry. No, no, no. We didn't endorse. We're one for one. All right, we're not counting him because that yeah. was before Walt Mill. We were just endorsing him. Exactly. He, he, uh, one more thing to get to, Kaplan. Yeah. We have a listener from Ireland, Byron in Cork, who's Byron written into in us. Cork is in Cork the, the the name of the town. Cork is the town in All Ireland. Right. Cork. It's where the cork was invented. Oh, look at that. Before well, that, I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> what were we doing with with our champagne and whatnot, wine? <laughs> So Byron and Cork t- informs us that if you remember a while ago, we were picking a couple episodes ago, we were uh, developing the alt middle. You said we had to have a number. You said you have to have some numbers so that they, like the psychos can say it in code, like Trump can say it in code, and the people know. Yeah, every like conspiracy theory minded person out there on the internet likes to have lucky numbers that we can speak in code to. So, so. I was thinking China. In China, eight's a lucky number. I threw out the idea: why don't we the number be eighty-eight? It's right. like lucky, which twice. worked for me because Syracuse's famous number is forty-four, so we're doubling that. So I was getting double. We're yeah. all so Byron and Cork informs us: you picked eighty-eight. You literally could not have picked a more racist number. Apparently, neo-Nazis use the number 88 as an abbreviation for the Nazi salute to Heil Hitler. Like, it looks like an HH, apparently, to him. So, let's say, mistake. Mistake. No, yeah. We will walk that back. Is this common known? Because, like, there was that whole thing with the AOK sign symbol, that that was a white nationalist thing that's not common known. But this is, I think, more, this is, like, a real thing, right? I guess it's no. I mean, it's a no. It's known enough to be on Wikipedia. It's oh, it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's not good. But we <laughs> didn't know it. We will say we didn't know. I uh, won't apologize because we don't apologize. We're in like today's culture. we're like Julia Salazar, who was in interviews, was yeah. saying she was born in Colombia when they said she wasn't. She didn't. She just she didn't. You know how we're gonna play going. this? Here's how you play it. I never said that. Yeah, we never said that. We never said Check that. Check the tape. Byron. We never said it. Yeah, maybe in Ireland you heard that because you didn't understand American English, but we didn't say that. So let's go. I, but we can't go forty-four because that means that's the most unlucky number in Chinese. We can't do right. That. And Syracuse's so we'll, football team has not been good lately. How about this? Next week we'll come back with a real number, our right. new number. But we never said eighty-eight. You're, that's lies you're making up in your own head now. Amazon. Yes. If you want to support the <laughs> podcast like you all do, I love. You didn't even give me a chance to start throwing out numbers. Let's go. Go on Amazon. 
Uh, you make that your bookmark. Get rid of Amazon.com. Get rid of the Amazon app. Make the bookmark Lost in America pod. When you want to buy things, go to Lost America pod. Click through Amazon. Money comes to us. It's great. We're making it this month. We're doing great. It's a real bonanza over here. Yeah. And when you leave. That's thanks to all you listeners. Thanks to listeners. And when you go on iTunes and leave us five-star reviews. Yes. Mention the items on Amazon you bought. Maybe mention how much they cost. If you want us to, maybe we'll figure out a way to use that for the number we're going to pick. Exactly. We're going to find some codes and all the costs of the items our listeners are buying. Exactly. Now <laughs> Tie Kaplan, it all together. Yes. It's been a wild week. Should we get to Lost in America? Let's play the music. Play the music. All right, we're back. Kaplan, I'm lost in America this week. I've heard you're very lost this week. This is something that's been in my craw. What's the term? In my crawl? In my craw? <laughs> it's been in my mind. Is that, is that the thing you don't know how to say in the craw? In the, no, in, that's in the not crotch? even it. I'm lost before I'm lost. <laughs> I don't, okay, so I come back to America. When I left, people had salt. You want something, you put salt on it, right? <laughs> if you want something now, to now, eat, you put salt on it. Now, you want, I come back, you want something, you don't put salt on it. You put sea salt on it. <laughs> Now, this is blowing my mind. People pay extra for sea salt. It's like Mexican Coke. Don't even get me started on Mexican Coke. And it's not the old school Mexican Coke. This right. is Coca-Cola, oh, Coca-Cola from Mexico. Because I go, ooh, it's made from real sugar. Hey, who Wait. gives a shit? That's kosher Passover Coke to me, but all right. Okay, so sea salt. Mm -hmm. They're like, ooh, do you want sea salt to regular? These who are these people who say this to you? Waiters, you mean? Or like Every waiter. <laughs> every. You ever go to a store, you salt and vinegar, uh, potato chips. They're not uh, salt and vinegar. It's sea salt and vinegar now, but it's $3 extra. Here's my question. Isn't I'm I'm no uh biologist. I'm no archaeologist. I don't know who's the who people know something. Geologist. About salt. I'm not not that either. But I do know this. Isn't all salt sea salt? Uh well all salt comes from the sea. This is a scam. Can it come if there was an area in the world where the water isn't there anymore? And it's maybe the salt's left over? Yeah, but that's still fr originally it's from the originally sea. Originally, sea salt. Where are they making salt that I don't know about these days? Is it a factory in Manhattan pumping out salt? And it's really from the ocean, not even a sea. But it's a big lie. What's the difference between a sea and the ocean? <laughs> the sea's smaller. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Caspian that's, Sea. The Dead Sea is very salty. Very salty. They probably the best salt. They don't should advertise what where what body of water it's coming from. They're gonna go that far. Yeah, you tell me which sea. If you, it's a local sea. Yeah, if it's the East River Sea. That's a bullshit. Newton sea. Creek Sea. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want uh, my sea salt having a dead mafia members mixed up inside of it. <laughs> yeah, but mafia members are fat guys. They eat a lot of salt. They have a salty <laughs> diet, so it's going to be tastier, probably fleshier. A little pork in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're right. I got to be careful. I don't. So, Andy, do you have an answer for me on this? What's this bullshit sea salt I, thing? I, this is your mind. Is really I, I don't know. I I to me, I've only just See, seen salt. You've been indoctrinated. I, I've been indoctrinated. Because you've been in America the whole time. So they've slowly convinced you that just, oh, now you're, you're like, I'm telling you, you're, you're do they say it with the snow? Have you noticed in this, when it snows, the salt you put on snow, ice? Is that sea salt? Is that salt? The salt, yeah, that they go the through actual the actual salt. It's a salt. <laughs> but the they just street? called it salt. Like, is it they salt? They call that, right? That's the salt we used to eat. They're thrown on the, <laughs> on the, on the, on the and highway. It, and it melts things? On the B Brooklyn Queens <laughs> Expressway. And now we got to eat this sea salt. I'm fine eating sea salt, but my but point you is all of it. So you're saying, so I, you know, you buy a bag of Lay's potato chips. It just says it's salt like, and vinegar. It doesn't say sea salt. Here's then what I'm you buy you. that fancy kettle chips, and they say sea salt. They say sea salt, so it's more expensive. You can tell the difference? 
There is no difference. It's all every salt is from the sea. I, Kaplan, this is like saying, oh, uh, here's ham. Ooh, but or for a dollar extra, we have ham from pig. Yeah, where else does ham come from? I, Do I, they just think people are that dumb in America now that we to, don't know? We think some salt came from outer space, and that's... Or that would be even more expensive. I, you know what you need to do? Go to a bagel place. They always say, my favorite, my new, after years and years of eating bagels, I finally discovered salt and rye bagel. They never say sea salt. The bagel place, just salt. <laughs> so that's that's for you. That's like but a tribute. You're, you're avoiding the question. Because I don't know, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't. So is it now the trend is you just say where it's from, it's obviously from, and then you can charge more? It's like the way they used to just say this is olive oil, and now they say it's extra virgin olive oil, and now they say it's cold yeah, pressed. I don't care who Ex banged my olive oil. Just give me the goddamn olive oil. <laughs> it's first extraction. It's cold pressed. Or it's free range uh, eggs. You know, or a free, you know, cage free. You know, these are just things antibiotic free. These are just things we've added on to make things more appealing. It's Extra called marketing, words man. And you can charge more. Yeah, we have marketing here. In, in communist China, they don't need a market. There's just salt. This is the this is Mao salt. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Take if it. If you or don't leave like it. it, get in the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it should be, right? Choices. That's uh, America. We got choices. They should have you non sea salt a little bit cheaper. They should like advertise that specially. You know, exactly. Sell idea. that at Costco. Let's start selling it on the street. All right, there we pockets. go. Off brand, <laughs> off market. Well, if anyone, we've got any listeners who are in the salt industry, <laughs> in the salt game, write into us. Tell us, incest, whatever. And, tell and us what you think. We got like, we've got a lot of listeners in the salt game. I've done some. I've looked at the numbers. Speaking of listeners, Capital, we got fan mail. Yeah. Should we play the the, the hate mail music? Let's play the hate music. mail music. <laughs> Don't hate. Love the music, Kaplan. Yeah, it's the best. You got the reviews in front of you. Let's just, because these people are really happy with us this week. We're yeah. trying to read hate mail, but there ain't no hate we mail. We don't have any hate mail. We're, you know, like the great leaders, Saddam Hussein, Putin. We have no, <laughs> nobody just. 100% no, approval. 100% approval rating. What can I say? What do they so say? So we got uh, uh, someone named Andrew Miller writes a review, says, listen to this. Do it now. Exclamation point. Five star review. Listen to this. Do it now. Well, thank you, Andrew thank Miller. Thank you, Andrew Miller. And then we have Owen, uh, and then his last name is Ayer. I don't, okay. know, I don't know how to pronounce that, but he says, great job and excellent show. Woo. To many more. To many more. Exclamation points. Reviewing the 100th episode there. How many exclamation points? He only gave us one. That's... So, Owen, come on. All right, we'll take... We want 100 exclamation points. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm dis I'm not mad I'm disappointed. We're but... like one of those dictators who, if you don't clap, <laughs> yes. like a Kim, yes. we... We shoot you. We measure the loudness of your clapping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not exactly. We shoot you with an anti-aircraft uh, <laughs> missile. And any more? Is that it? That's it. That's all. I closed the computer, so we're going to have to do I thought we had one from Roseanne Lake, but we'll get to that oh, next Oh, Roseanne week. Lake. Yes, she says, bravo, you two. Hey! Keep it up. The author, Roseanne Lake. The great author. Reader and The Economist. Writer of The Economist. R I meant reader. Like, she reads should, it, too. You I'm should sure. read her. I'm, I meant oh, read her. I'm instructing <laughs> people. And get read her it, book. Re go read her. The, go to her house right now. She needs someone to read it to her. <laughs> and She's get her book, Leftover in China. Cap, we got Ari Shafir coming through. Uh, he's, he's pacing the halls. Oh, it's a, hey, Randy, bring him in. Come on. What are we waiting for? Oh, wait. This is an app. 
Ants is an app. They're still an app, folks. They're bare. They're still. Some say I don't know what's going on, but you can get up to Uh, five. No no one's talking to us today. I don't even know what's going on here. We're getting the cold shoulder here. We are getting the cold shoulder. Still got to read the plugs, right? I I think they're doing well. I don't know what they think about us, but you get it's up to five minute audio recordings. Um, get it it in uh, the iTunes Store, the the Google. I heard the Droid version's better. Droid's better. Droid ver- if you it's have like a droid, saying it's the droid version is better. The new thing, it's like the new saying the book was better than the movie. It's cooler to have a better droid version in exactly. the app game. So, but yeah, you could record ENSE and you can just hit us up where Lost in America. That's or, it. Or, or Turner Sparks, right? All right, Ari Shafir, come on in. <laughs> We're back with our guest Ari Shafir. All right, welcome. Sorry, I'm late. No worries. How was the bike? You biked over? Yeah, city bike. It's great. Our, our pod bike. is great for the environment. We encourage all of our guests to come here by bike. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no one, like half a block from me, and there's one like a block from here. You actually got here pretty quick. Yeah, it's great. It's faster than cabs, faster than the subway, way faster than walking. I can't get one of. The, here's the thing: is that I got. Why a, are you um, screaming? <laughs> Am I? I don't know. It seems he's, like he's got it. a lot of energy. Oh, I'm oh. fired up. He's okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> he's about biking. We might have a different energy than we had last time you did the podcast. <laughs> he's got a lot more. Now that you're caffeine. back in America. We found the louder you get, the more uh, people <laughs> yeah. get mad at you, and then they listen. Yeah. That uh, that word. Should we read this? We were just talking about the list of shows to go see in New York City this week. Uh huh. This guide. will be fun. This is good for the audience. Guide for comedy <laughs> and stuff the... that happened a week ago. Okay, so of the shows to watch, what I would probably say is just a regular comedy show lineup. Just like, this is like in a good New show. York on the New York Times. What they're telling you to go. Um, see. there's probably Colin Quinn might be doing something this week. Um, and then I don't know what else there is. I mean, New York ahead. Comedy Club's good. New York Comedy Club, yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's shows around town. There's probably a visiting in town headliner at Caroline's or Gotham. Norm McDonald's or, at Caroline's. Well, by the there's time the this creaking, comes out, it will have already happened. Does the Creaking but... Cave have any kids' shows this week? No. No. <laughs> I bombed on one of those a couple weeks ago. Kid shows? Kaplan's kid heckled me. Really? He Kaplan did. brought his kids, and his kid was like, You're not funny. But and can I tell you something? My my son was heckling the rabbi at Rosh Hashanah the other day. So, oh. so, your kids so you're in good company. Got to he was like, This is heckle. boring. I don't like the show far. It's too loud. So you're raising <laughs> a heckler. So they're telling us to go see a Woke AF. That's up- what I told you. I was like, I was like, What oh, are they all woke things? And you're like, Well, the first it's, one is called Woke AF. Is That's actually the name of the show. At Upright is it ironic or no? No, I mean, absolutely no. not. No, I mean, sort of, but it's not like they're like we're not woke at all. They're not <laughs> like that. They're woke. They're woke as fuck. It's advertising. The Brooklyn Comedy Festival, which I've never, I didn't even know what was going on, but I guess I'm out of the loop. Yeah. What else? Um, <laughs> couples Therapy. Do you know that show? No. They're like show, and all these shows are co-hosted. Have you well, is it that? like a guy and a girl do couples therapy? Are they like boyfriend girlfriend or something? Or Possibly comedians together. Won't, won't say when they break up, so because it's not for the benefit of the show. <laughs> yeah, they'll roast battle each other a when they cis break up. Gender male. Different energies say. is one. I, I don't know what these are. They like low level things. Whoever's writing this is a young person who likes to go out or has advisor of someone who's young and likes to go out. Like to, they like young shit. They G- like the different and not like, you know. Because they can't just widely, say widely appreciated. Every article can't be go to obviously go to the comedy cellar. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. That's it'd be it too. Be. It, it's it's whenever they do the NCAA picks of like who's this, you know <laughs> they never go like it. Duke probably <laughs> yeah. probably Duke. It's <laughs> always like, like maybe Davidson this year. Yeah. Like I'm feeling Miami of Ohio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just too boring to <laughs> go with the the Patriots again. So it's like, but that's clearly the right call. Yeah. Exactly. The 13 seed is very woke. Remember Obama used to just go chalk whenever he would do it. Chalk. Yeah. 
like he would just go with the like favorites? he picked the one seed. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then everyone got mad at him for it. He's Wait, like, yeah, I'll fun. keep beating you. Yeah, I'm in like, the top ten percentile every year. <laughs> I'm not picking for upsets. I'm just picking who won. So you were just at the uh, you were in a uh, uh, Scotland. Scotland. Oh, I had a nice long trip this time. Four countries: Austria, Austria, Italy, um, Canada, Scotland, Croatia. Wow. Yeah. Canada is really in, uh, on the <laughs> geography. Not great, it was Montreal. I did not want to come back. I planned this trip to Sc- to uh, Austria because I was like, well, I got to be in. It was with my hiking buddies from Myanmar that I met, oh. and uh, and they're like, let's do a fucking you know reunion. Uh, this one lady was lives in the in the Switzerland, not Switzerland, Austria. So she's like, I know all these great hikes. It's beautiful. Like after we left, she's like, next summer we gotta do. It. So I was like, I, I gotta be in Scotland anyway. The very end of July, beginning of August. Like let's do it last week of July. That's sweet. And they're like, yeah. And then my agent was like, you gotta come back to Montreal. I'm like, I'm already going over there. <laughs> so you had to come back and then go back. Yeah, or? I went from Munich to Munich to, to Montreal. Montreal, and then to Scotland. Oh yeah. It's not that bad. It's like six-hour flights. But That's why you annoying. have to bike everywhere now. You just a lot of a lot of emissions. Wait, flight. hiking buddies in Myanmar. What does that mean? You met them hiking? Yeah, there was um either one told me about Myanmar or about Bagan. But um yeah. I met after no in Bagan, I met a few people at Ostello Bello Hostel. And they were all like, you know, some Israeli chicks have been talking about these these hikes from Nangshui, not Nangshui, somewhere to Inlay Lake. All in, all in Myanmar. Yeah. And this is the difference between Israeli chicks and American Jewish girls. They're talking about hikes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Israeli Jewish girls like, what's, what's the fucking shower hikes situation? In Myanmar. Yeah, exactly. Israeli Jewish girls are not really on that. Those Japs are not yeah. part of it. Um, so this is pre-genocide. Pre-genocide Myanmar, right? Pre- I think yeah, it was going was on, on podcast, just not publicists. It not publicized. It I think it was yet? still going it on. A, yeah. They really the pulled the, the wool over everyone's eyes because I have it. Rarely does this happen in society. <laughs> I have a T-shirt oh, from the lady, the Myanmar like president. Yeah. Who <laughs> three on, years on ago? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good call. So like three years ago, she was this sign of freedom, uh-huh. and now she's literally a sign of repression, a dictator. Yeah. Killing off a race, you yeah, were, and I still have the shirt. Wow, it's crazy. You didn't rub her hair or anything when she came on your show. Like, was there anyone who had a Hitler shirt, like pre, <laughs> pre- yeah. from the beer push? The, the Volkswagen's great. <laughs> that's this guy's, this guy's a awesome. fan of his art. They were big. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll be saying about Tesla in like yeah. nine years. We're like, oh, we did not see the genocides coming. <laughs> Multiple genocides on a new level. That guy's yeah. so smart. Yeah, I, really. That's how I feel with this lady. Yeah, she, she she fooled you all. Although I think I could still wear it to the woke AF shirt, and they would be. I would they just, wouldn't know. They wouldn't they would be updated. Know. They'd be like, "That's great." That's They'd be like, great. She was actually in, in prison against that regime. And they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, good. And it's like, also, she's doing it now. Yeah. Like, oh, what? <laughs> but she made the hiking trails great, right? But so. she is a woman. <laughs> she didn't make the. <laughs> she's yeah. a woman. Yeah, that's even yeah. more important. She's a woman. <laughs> she's a minority woman. So a, a, another country that has a female president before us. That's always all those lists they always list. Oh yeah, I could see her actually getting uh, shit on because they asked her about feminism. Like, are you a feminist? And her answer was, "We don't have time for feminism right now. We're trying to free I'm ourseles." Trying to exterminate from a race. <laughs> uh, before that, but I could see her after if it's all free. Like, she literally said, "We don't have time for feminism." They kick yeah. her off a of Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Some Fallon. Producers like, are people sobbing. Yeah, she'll be on the View tomorrow, but she's out of it. I saw somebody send something on like KTLA, like uh, like an LA regular news station. And they're like, why don't they just have him on Fallon and then have Fallon be able to ask, like, hey, what did you mean by this, man? No, exactly. Like a normal conversation. Seems like a perfect opportunity to actually get more instead of like. It would be good television. Yeah, for sure. Let's have a real seven minute conversation about this topic. Is that what you meant? Or is there more to it? It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. I meant like just a side piece of it. Well, by the way, that's what they did on The View. 
Yeah, they went into it a little more. It was great. Yeah, they. Were, I, I, I I watched that. and I was like, oh, they're gonna fucking be. And they're like, oh, you're actually being very even. They were adults. Yeah. They were like humans, and they're like, okay, well, here's what we thought happened. What did you? They we're talking about Norm Macdonald, by the way. Yeah, oh, we, jumped, li- we were talking about that affair. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're not like, talking about the leader of Myanmar. Anymore. Yeah, they were like Norm. This <laughs> Norm Macdonald. Norm Norm Sungsiki. All right, so then back to so you met them, and then. Uh, oh, so yeah, so we had three day hike. To Inlay Lake, ended up in Inlay Lake, slept one day in a, in, a, in, a, in a monastery, another day in like a village. By the way, that village now, it's been almost two years, year and a half. For sure, they've been fucked over by these people that have been staying there. Okay. We got like first or second week with like, yeah, I guess we'll take some people for like, you know, a few hundred chot. Um, and now, if it goes all the time, they're probably like, ugh, these fucking white tourists come in here and just fucking give them the experience and get them out of here. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, that, the first course. week, it was like, wow, yeah, you guys want to like meet our grandson and oh they're not doing that once a week Mm -mm. yeah 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 Mm -mm. so yeah uh, it was just great three-day hike then we hung out in lake for a few days and then um you know we all kind of separated you know how it is when you're hostiling and then like yeah one lady from from austria is like dude there are great hikes here we gotta fucking meet up and do this again wow so she scopes them out in in tyrol southern southern austria northern italy we just like walked on the border for like six days that's awesome yeah it really was and that and so, but you went to Scotland before that? No, right after that, or back to Canada and then to Scotland. Oh, for okay, a month. yeah, yeah. Scotland was great. Okay, so it's a month. Did you do the whole month? It's mm-hmm. a month at uh, four weeks Edinburgh uh, Festival. Edinburgh Fringe Festival, yeah. Okay, so I've never done it. Here's what my question: I hear it's like very wildly different accounts from everyone. Uh-huh. People, comedians either come back and they're like, "That was the worst thing I ever did." You lose a, you, your entire like yearly salary is gone. Yep. Uh, you're hot, you're barking people into your show at 10 yep. a.m. Mm-hmm. Like a spaghetti, Italian restaurant. Some people are yeah, doing like shows at like weird hour. Eating shop. breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or people are like, it's amazing. Love it. Also true. All these things are true. Uh, is it because you're you that you get to have like a great experience? What do you mean by I'm me? <laughs> yes, yeah, do you mean my it. draw or do you mean my uh, well, open, you're, openness you're to life in, experience? I mean your draw. Like that you're going in as a bigger like Okay. Netflix so went in, uh, not really much of a draw. Okay. It's a separate world, the UK comedy scene. Uh, this okay. is, and this is three years ago. I did it, f- or four years ago. I did it four years ago, three years ago, missed two years ago, and I came this past year. So yeah. I did three of the last four years. But first year, was like, I had a few people that were podcast fans and stuff come, but mostly people were like, no, I'll check out an American. Yeah. I don't know. And then you go back the next year, and you start to build an audience there. That's how people do oh, it. They go cool. every single year. So people who see 35 to 60 shows a, a month, they just go crazy. They start going, it's just like a music festival. They're like, what should I see? Like, oh, my friend Desiree told me about this band at 4.30 p.m. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, sure, we'll check that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're like, I'm looking for any suggestion. So when like, so-and-so saw him last year, he was pretty good. I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's put that on the list. And it's not just that day you have to see them. It's you have 25 days to go see them. So then you do. Wow. So you build an audience that way. I was talking to Sloss about it. I just had a Netflix special come out. Um so they're like real comedy fans. Then. They're real comedy fans, for sure. And they all have their own style they like. Some of them like the woke stuff. Some like dramatic, mothy kind of stuff. That's the award show. Likes that mothy kind of stuff. I kind of hate that type of comedy. The moth, you mean like that storyteller thing? Yeah, and it's like, I didn't just lose my watch. I lost my innocence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you don't really care about the watch or your innocence. <laughs> You're trying to be as, as like deep as you can. You're not. It's not happening naturally. You're pushing it. It's not my favorite style. I actually started a storytelling show that like was like an anti-moth. Okay. Where it was like, no, no, these are just fun party stories. <laughs> yeah, hey, tell yeah. them by the time you were in Portugal and you got that hooker and she robbed you and you had to fucking, you know, hitchhike a train back to the main city. It's like, oh, okay. 
You know, there's no like, and what I learned was, yes, <laughs> we it, don't do that. What I learned was hookers. So that's the other thing I've heard out. is that a lot of the, because everyone does an hour, is that true? Mm-hmm. Or no? Mm-hmm. 90% of the people. There are some people who come and do mixed bills, which is like two or three people. Okay. You just kind of split it and get your feet wet, you know? Um, there's six person shows. There's like Amsterdam comics. There's like, you know, you can do whatever show you want. Oh, that's cool. But the general thing is you have 50 minutes to an hour. You introduce yourself. There's no openers. You from the side of the stage, you go, please welcome Ari Shafir. And then you go walk on stage and grab the other mic. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the idea is like, oh, I want an opener. Like, you don't get, there's not, there's no host. There's no time for that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and is everyone doing? Because I've seen people uh, who I met like touring around Asia. Yeah, not really in the U.S. I don't. I don't know how what the crossover is like for Americans who go do it and come back. There's a there's a market that it opens up if you do well in Edinburgh, and that market almost always can't be used by American comics. Um, the way you can here in New York, you can go. There might be a gig in Yonkers that you go to once a year. If you're in London, that's not worth it to go to that gig in Yonkers. So there's like that size gigs. You mean that that far away, like to go 30 miles away? From here, it's so worth London. it. Not it's not worth it. Right, exactly. Oh, I see. What so you're you saying. can take a train from London to get to do a gig in Manchester would be cool, but I'm not going from New York all the way to Manchester. Yeah. For a thousand bucks, no flight included. That's like how Asian shows are. Yeah, exactly. Like it's people like, are like I, I want to go tour Asia. I'm like, you want to make like seventy five bucks or hundred twenty five bucks? Right. Exactly. Whatever. So it's like you might be cool to open up a market, but only really if you're already there. Yes. If you can go on the weekend and take a you know a fifty dollar uh, easy jet. What do they have out there? What's the cheap flight? Ryanair. Ryanair. Ryan Air, <laughs> Dragonair. One of those things. Depends what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and get, get to Seoul from Hong Kong. You know, yeah. and then go do shows for a night and get a free hotel. Then it's like totally yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. is opening up a market. That's why you do the Hong Kong comedy festival for me to do it, but open up a market I don't need. Yes. Uh, so it's that. So, so that's how Edinburgh is. Yeah, the London and the and the and the those comics over there get more out of it with the mark with the opening themselves up. This kind of stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, that's not to say there aren't stuff for us to get out of it. The repetitions you get are tremendous. The camaraderie is great. Um, but it's just like working your shit over and over again, and after you do it twelve. 12, 11, 13, 14 times in a row, you start to get bored and you start to take chances and like it just grows. Your material just grows. Well, how do they, do, uh, how's the crowd work? Uh, okay, so there's paid fringe and there's free fringe. And free fringe includes also pay what you want fringe. Um, I'll get into it in a second, but like paid fringe, there's tickets, you go buy them and you just like we have here shows. Yeah. Um, uh, free fringe is you just go into a show. Uh, as long as it's not full, you can go in. And those shows generally are not full. Weekends, sometimes they get full because everybody's out, you know. Um, but uh, and it depends where you want to be in a better area. But let's just say the, the structure. So at the end of a free friend show, the comedian will say, thank you very much. You know, that's it for me. Get applause. Like, okay, by the way, and they'll have what they call bucket speech, which is you go and be like, I'll be outside. If you like that show, if you think it's worth something, come give me money. Huh. Um I get it. You know, everyone has their own bucket speech. My my roommate out here was like, "Give me fucking money! I don't do this shit for free." <laughs> get a fucking show. And they start having a, a swipe card readers. Where people are like, "Oh, I don't have any. I don't have any cash." Like, it's all right. Give me your fucking credit card. I can put in five pounds on you right now. Yeah, Venmo. Yeah. The cool thing about the audience for those is you're not really taking a chance other than time. Yeah. Uh, so you're out all day anyway, drinking with your buddies. So like, why not drink and watch this fucking? I don't know what the fuck this is. This guy's wearing it, you know, trans outfit. By the way, Let's just go watch it. I don't know. That's Wait, the way the people... lantern is in New York. 
People just go in. And it's I, I host there sometimes, and at the end, you have to be like, all right, if you want to give money, it's a bucket. But there's Absolutely. And I perfected the bucket speech. There, what'd you do? <laughs> $5 suggested donation. Mm. I go, hey, you guys can give whatever you want. $5 is standard, but whatever. Yeah, that's a good thought. You have to put those things in their head. So I started doing, I got a speech. So I did the paid fringe the first year, just did my storytelling show. The next year, I did free, and my, my promoter was like, how much are you getting? And I told him, like, you should be getting more. You got to, like, push it a little harder. You're, you're embarrassed. I'm going like, hey, if you want, I'll, you know, I'll be out there. But it's, it's okay. Don't give. I get it if you don't have. But he's like, fucking say something. Yeah, you got to say something. So give I said, just so you know, give me what you want. I get there's poor people and richer people. I understand that. I've been poor. It sucks. Um, but just so you guys know, in America, that's a $20 show, what you just saw. There so you go. do what you want. Uh, so it puts you don't even like, convert it to their yeah currency? exactly exactly which is like <laughs> twenty quid that's like which, a real yeah move. it's like 16, fifteen quid fifteen, yeah. 15 <laughs> quid but I don't want to say that I just say twenty bucks so it puts the number twenty in their heads yeah oh so and then you get, get the uh, I get the yeah, lot of twenty pounds that old exchange yeah which is like twenty five twenty six back then twenty eight um I get up there with a the calculator that's what you have to do because uh, mm-hmm. someone suggested it to me and they were like these audiences they don't know. Like yeah, they, they don't know. They, they really don't, don't know. What, but, like, they, but okay. if they have a good time, they're willing to be like, yeah, well, I, I like that. Yeah. I want to pay for yeah. that. And what I noticed is the money you get in your bucket is directly proportionate to how good a show you put on. Yeah, when I had true. an off show, when you know you feel like oh, I was a B minus, I was a B plus, that was mm-hmm. a great show. The great shows get more money. The worst shows get almost completely every single time. It's completely indicative. Money talks, as they say. Yeah, it's the <laughs> talent. And I, I was worried about it, but the first year I saw this guy um, – not Carl Donnelly. Joel Domit, who is like London's version of, of Chris D'Elia. Okay. He's about the same size. He has a lot of hot chicks in his audience. There was a sex tape going around with him. Yeah. Um, is he big energy guy? He is. Uh, fun, nice guy. But he's on that level. He's got the same kind of draw, you know, UK level compared to America that D'Elia has. And I saw him outside of show like, guys, I'll be out there. Give me money. And it's like, whoa, so it's not that big. It's just a standard. You just do it. Everyone sees all these shows. The audience kind of knows, yeah, yeah, we're going to get the speech at the end of the show. Yeah. That's normal. Seen some of the sex tape, you should donate some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. 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 Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, them. The pay what you want is just the same as free, but if you want to buy a ticket ahead of time, you can set a price to be like, I'll reserve a seat so it won't sell out around me. I know people who do that so in, I don't have to... in New York. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you can buy a ticket or you can just come in if it's, if it's empty. And so like during the week, most shows pay what you want. You can just go in. There's no reason to get a ticket. Weekends, you might be like, I really kind of want to see this show. I only have two days to see it. I'm going to go ahead and buy a five-pound ticket. And, and on the way out of those, you go, I paid. I bought a ticket. You know who would do that? That's perfect for guys with wives. And you're like, hey, you want to go to this show? And like, well, are we going to get Because if you don't get in, if you Mate, made the whole thing just, to go yeah. out that night, and then you don't get in because you were too cheap to buy like a $5 ticket, uh-huh. yeah, so you're getting like shit you're paying yeah. for yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. But if you're an audience member, I can't afford 10 shows in a week, and it's usually closer to 15 or 20. Uh, they do four shows a day, five shows a day, six shows a day. I can't afford twelve pounds on on a chance for each of those. I'll go broke. Oh, I see. I can't yeah, afford yeah. fifty and if pounds. And you live there, yeah. I can imagine how many. Yeah, there's how many people live in Edinburgh. Like it must be the city more than doubles big, in size. Right. For that so month. people just come in for the whole month and they're just going during they the day. They rent out and going, all the student housing. They're like, you get out. It's eleven month rentals. Yeah. And for this month, we charge five times as much. Oh yeah, uh, who? So how do you? How much does it cost to stay there? I, I've also heard that the that flats are way more expensive, about five times more expensive than the rest of the year. But I get some roommates. I hear Shaw, Alex Keeley, Alex Smith. Sometimes he couldn't come this year. DeRosa one year. Um, it's just it's fun. I don't have roommates normally, so I don't mind it for a month. For a know? month, yeah. yeah, that's cool. What about do they sell drinks? Because these are in coffee shops, or are they? They're everywhere, and also coffee shops have beer there. 
Um, so almost everywhere you can get a beer outside and bring it in. It's it's 55 minutes is the standard, 50 to 55 minutes. Um, so as you're drinking, you, and then sometimes you just go back to the bar. Some places like, no, I don't want the bar open while I'm on. Yeah. I want people's attention. I'm people are like, fucking go for it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, depends what kind of venue, if it's a music venue, if it's, a, if it's, a, it's just a bar bar, then it's like, that'll probably be open. Like, that's how they make them. That's why they want you as a performer in there because you're, you're going to fill it up so I can sell drinks. Yeah. So the free French venues, you don't really pay for it. You pay like 100 quid for it for the, for the year. For this for the month. That's how much you pay to rent your space. Yeah, and they're just like, but oh, I'll let you have it, you know, Bill Burr, because I know it'll be mobbed in here, and I'll sell a shitload of drinks. Yeah. Uh, so one venue, the Counting House, two years ago, my second year, three years, whatever it was, 2016, they converted to a paid fringe. The paid fringe paid them, like, hey, we'll get 50,000 pounds, whatever it was, and now just only do paid fringe shows, and they did. And the owners of the place said, we made so much less money because it just wasn't packed. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so then they went right back to, to Free French. I, I mean, also, I mean, like selling drinks during shows. I know they don't do it in Europe. Um, yeah. they, it's like they take breaks and They stuff. take breaks. They don't, so they don't take breaks. The, the intermissions are, hey, there's another comic in 15 minutes. You want to go get a drink and a smoke? Come back in. This next guy's really funny. Yeah. You give it up. You give recommendations for other people. But people are focused during the show. There's no, yeah. And after the like, sh- if you go, I've been to a soccer game. There's no Nobody's going to get food or drinks during the game. Because really? it's, so, it's action yeah. all the time. There's yeah, no like true. pauses. There's yeah. no like, oh, there's a timeout. Let me quickly run, go get. get That's true. Shit face before the game. And then they just watch the whole game. Yeah. And never leave their seat. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. Maybe halftime. And yeah. are they thinking of it like theater? Or is they, that's what, is it, like, are they heckling? Like, what's... No, there's no heck. Well, no, there's heckling. There's, when there's drunks, there's heckling. But that's gone way down. Everybody talks about how little it's been lately the last few years hmm. um they respect it more yeah the word's getting out they respect it more and it's just like the way they do it in america if you get a free ticket to a show you're way more likely to heckle not care it's the worst it's the opposite there because there they're like i paid 12 pounds or eight pounds or 10 pounds for the show this guy sucks it fucking sucks i hate this you know and i'm mad about it oh. if it's a free f- show they're like yeah, i'm just gonna leave i'm not enjoying this that's way more logical. Yeah, but here, but also it, here in Sacramento, if I get a free ticket to the Punchline Sacramento, which is I'd had this out. once, where yeah, I, I was there yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and I remember somebody heckling, and I was like trying to make a point. I was like, "Lady, who keeps going? Okay, let me just for a point. How much do you pay for your seat?" She goes, "Nothing." For and I was like, I didn't realize I was leading or somewhere. I didn't realize I was going to be. And I just turned and looked at the manager in the back. I'm like, "Do you see the problem here?" <laughs> do you see the problem with zero dollars and her being the issue? Yeah, there's no respect for the show. Yeah. yeah. In Edinburgh, though, at Sacramento, you're at the punchline. There's nowhere else you can go at, at 9, 15 p.m. Yeah. You're going home or you're going into town to go to a bar. Yes. There, it's like, oh, I'll go outside, and within literally 35 paces, I'll be in four other different shows. Yeah. So I can just leave and still be doing stuff. Yeah, so they cool. just go. They leave. You know what the solution is? Sacramento needs a month-long festival. <laughs> yeah. The Sacramento Fringe. We'll yes. start it up. Sacramento's... Needs a final solution. <laughs> right, come on, easy. <laughs> the Myanmar. We gotta win a championship first. Yeah, and then yeah. Do, do whatever you want after that. I actually yeah. don't care. Yeah, um, be a long uh, so it's cool, but I think a lot of Americans go with these expectations of of being used to comedy clubs. So like, how come nobody picks me up in the airport? How can nobody? Oh really? Yeah, it's like things like that, and like, how oh. come nobody's coming to see me? I'm special where I am in America. Here I'm not. It's like I know, man. It's a different market. So yeah. you're not special. There's 1,400 comedians there. Wow. None of them are special. Yeah. 
So quit acting like that. So then, but you had traveled, like you had come to Asia with us, and you'd been around a bunch. I've slept on a fucking cot, on a, not on a cot, a fucking yoga mat on a wood floor. But I've also said for multiple this nights. That, that shit is not a problem for me. But I also said, I've, I think we said this last time, but when you came and did our, did our China tour, you were the most like go with the flow, but also independent person, literally uh -huh. the most we ever had. <laughs> That's and funny. that was just because, like, I, at noon one day, and it was like, I woke up, it was noon, I was working, I forgot it was noon, I was like, oh shit, I haven't called Ari yet, like, because normally I would check in on the comedian at like 10 a.m., yeah. be like, hey, do you need anything, are you okay? It was an off day, I think, and I called you at noon, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm out, I'm walking around. On that free phone you guys loaned me? Yeah, yeah. and you're like, no, I'm downtown, I'm looking at temples, and I was like, what, that, that is ne had never happened. <laughs> Everyone just sits in their hotel room, waits for us to come pick them up, and then we go do something. The weird thing, now that I'm thinking about it, is because, like, you know how Louis, they're like, the, with the Louis issue? Um, stuff they're like, you know, he's this big headliner, has his power. And then the students of the history of it go, oh, no, this is 2005. Louis wasn't that guy. He was just a... He wasn't so uh, powerful back then. He was then. just a headliner. He was actually... Louis C.K. Louis C.K., yes. yeah. He was actually literally, I was talking to, to Segura about this, on a lower level than I am now. He wasn't selling out some theaters. He wasn't selling out clubs. He was selling on weekends clubs. He was respected, but he had no power other than... Sometimes, not even always, sometimes being able to bring an opener with them. Yeah. You rode a city bike over here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but but I was gonna say, like, you take me and like with that same sort of idea of like, oh, it's it's Louis now, and you put him back on 2005. You're like, no, that was a different guy. You're you're judging him based on today's standards. So with me, someone listening might be like, Yeah, but Ari's been to me and Mari's been to, of course he'd be independent. Oh, I see. But this wasn't that. This is my first trip into any oriental area. Oh, when you came to see us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't a result of like, no, no I've been to these places. It's totally cool. No. It was fresh and new for me. This and I was like, like, let me go out and fucking go do some shit. Four or five years ago or something like that. Six, maybe. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. 2000. I mean, I, uh, 2014. Four years ago. 13, four. Yeah. Wow. That's when I started traveling. But yeah, I, knew, I knew you're very independent because you're our first guest in 102 episodes. You made your own tea. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know we had tea. Had a tea you said you fixed the whole pot. You're you a real aristocrat over Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good on water. I'm like, oh, no, I see some tea. I'm like, yeah. oh, I see a teapot. Yeah. Oh, okay. And a poutine cool. cup. Poutine mug goes with the Montreal thing. You were talking last week about the, art, the, the craft service table. Craft services. I didn't know Ikram uh, he improved it. He put the tea in there. I don't know. You heard us talking. It's nice greeny. Yeah, yeah. We, we take care of our guests. Don't take advantage of it too much. So, um, yeah, but I like walking around. I like fucking doing shit. And it's like, I don't, I'm not waiting for someone to help me. Yeah, you just go. There's also the internet. Yeah, exactly. You just look up online, like, what to do. Is there something to do? And then, like, your internet doesn't work when you're out. So look at it in the hotel, then go out, try to yeah. find that thing. Even, I mean, the cool thing about there, where'd you live? I haven't never been to China. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's how this podcast exists. No. I'm going to, I'm going soon, next year. It's so foreign and fresh that, like, I went to, I think in Suzhou. I walked into quote unquote town, you know, and it's just a bunch of fucking piping stores. You know, they have pipe, pipe joints and everything like that. And there's like nine of them all together right next to each other. I'm like, this is a bad way to do business. When like you're, PVC pipes. Yeah. It's a pipe district. When you're in the middle, it, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And then Third it's street. like, but even that, it was like, wow, it's so cool. I'm out. Where nowhere, nowhere I'd want to be if I lived there. <laughs> oh, it's all an adventure. It's all an adventure. Well, if you're in New York and you end up in a pipe store, you'd be like, "What am I? What am I doing?" What, yeah, what let doing? me get out of here. <laughs> what, what? Oh, I remember like the first couple months I was there. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. But I, anytime I would see a red light at night on, you know, like lanterns. There's like lanterns outside yeah. of these streets, and you walk down an alley and you see a red lantern. I'd always just assume there was something illegal going on. Yeah. Like all excited, I'm like, ah, it's an opium den. <laughs> I didn't read the history books. No, like they got rid of that a long time ago. Oh. And uh, so what but are the red lights? 
Yeah. Just some Traffic guy's lights, house. <laughs> just some guy doesn't have a regular light. You'd walk by and some old guy would just be sitting there like fanning himself in his boxers, just watching mm-hmm. TV or something. Uh, giving yeah. you a show. Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that if you see um, sneakers over a telephone wire, drug sales. I heard that. But really? that's mostly from, the, I, I, lear, I learned that on the wire, I think. So. Oh, really? <laughs> I used to always Chinese think it was just like old shoes and they were like, or, or bullies, and they were like, throw them up there. Like I don't want to throw them out. This is cooler. Right, was it? Dr- yeah, yeah. Someone got killed or something like that. Was it drugs? Maybe. Drug this is sales. just in China, though. Doesn't no, this is no, America. America. Oh, this is America. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're jumping around. No one. No wonder I can't get my drugs anywhere. We're jumping. Didn't, didn't know. Yeah. What, what about the? So the audiences. Audiences are cool, but they're foreign and they don't know who you are. So oh, yeah. when Hannibal or Kinane or people like that go, they're like, "What is this? I don't have any fans, or I only have like two fans per show." And it's like, "That's right, man. Lower your expectations." If you want to enjoy the world, lower your expectations. So, so you just go in and you see what's happening. That's been my motto. <laughs> yeah, I got one. It's low, 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 low that bar. And you yeah, called... like if you said like, "Hey, come over here, we have some tea." I'm like, I might stop for some tea. If you go, oh, we have some tea here. I'd be like, oh, okay. And then if let's say in my head, I had the nice teas you guys have, the fucking lemon zingers and whatever else. <laughs> That's what I had in my head. That's my expectations. But I get there and it's just a basic Lipton shit. Yeah. I could be like, oh, it's not what I had in mind. This or I podcast. could just be like, this tea is usually not tea. So this is fine. Like, You know what I mean? Your expectations fucking ruin your experience. How does our podcast tea rank compared to others, Steve? Better than most. I rarely, <laughs> get, I rarely get tea. And I, you got four <laughs> different options for me. Look at that. Yeah. Listen, listen to that uh, future podcast. Too bad yeah. you're getting kicked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's breaking news, by the way. still negotiating. We're negotiating yeah, the terms of our contract. What do you mean they need it? Who's going to use this right now? No <laughs> one's using this. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think it's. it's I think it's. They found out I'm a Jew. I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> Blue shirt's on it. Our lawyer. After 102 weeks. Yeah, 102 weeks for free. That's great. It's not a bad run. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're like, why not just go after 104? Give me the full two yeah. years. Well, we actually started, I think, in episode three or so. So it's basically this is our 100th episode here, maybe. Yeah, you're right. It is 100 even. <laughs> okay, that's fair. At least give us that. They were keeping track. Yeah. And then you call your hour. I noticed when you go over there, you call it like an American hour. What does that mean? Okay, well, so they have a what I thought was a UK-style hour, but the more I'm learning, the more I'm realizing it's not a UK-style hour. It's a, it's a, it's a UK-festival-style hour. And that is the, you know, I didn't just lose my watch. I lost my innocence. That's um, like you do jokes for a few minutes, and then it's like 20 minutes of serious. pontificating. Yeah, and it's also usually trying to, like, tie in a theme or a narrative. You know, one long trip. I saw the first year I saw something really good by this guy, Steve Bougea, uh, and it was all about this this girl he liked in high school. Never worked out. He paints himself as a nerd, you know, that he couldn't get the girl. And then he was like, but I always kind of, like, had love for her. And then she was getting married. And then he shits on the husband a little bit. You know, he's like, fireman. Whoa. It's like, what a so dick. So it's like jokes. Yeah, it's jokes. But then it's all going for somewhere. And she goes, hey, by the way, you're coming from, you know, Leicester or whatever, or Norfolkshire. Um, would you mind picking up my dad and driving him in for the wedding? And he's like, yeah, sure. She gave him the address and went to pick him up. It was a prison. And her dad had been in prison for 18 years. Wow. Yeah, and had not been out since then. And so he was picking up this guy to go to his daughter's <laughs> wedding, the girl he used to like, but it's not really like, fuck this guy. It's just so like a little annoyed, but like whatever. And so he's scared of this guy and he's going, oh, stop. And the next exit stop is this truck stop I love. And he stops and it's just a fucking 7-Eleven and he's got to come to terms with that. And it's just this like interesting road trip story for 55 minutes. And then you get to the wedding. And he talks about how the wedding went and how the 
the father was there for his daughter and it was just like it's just a really good piece but the whole way it was funny and entertaining and never like intentionally sad i don't even mind sad if it's unavoidable but not when it's intentionally sad when it's like and i've seen that so many times there where they're like now it's about 42 minutes in is when I'm supposed to get serious. But it's like, that's why? That's the format. Yeah, they're yeah. doing it for... I saw Paul Tompkins talk about it, the state of alt-comedy once. Alt-comedy. Yeah. And uh, you know what it's it is? It's different than post-comedy. Alt- it's way different. It's pre-post-comedy. <laughs> pre-post-comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should be called now. Yeah, yeah. pre-post-comedy. Um, and he goes, and he's a big alt-comic, and he goes, it's actually in a shitty state right now. And they were like, why? And he was like, it's a bunch of fakers. I'm paraphrasing, but it's like a bunch of fakers. He goes, when alt comedy started, it was because David Cross and Gene Garofalo and these people were like, our type of comedy is just not accepted at this comedy store, at the improv, where there's a brick background, where they want set up punchlines. We're doing shit that's like, I don't know, to a liberal arts educated audience who, who gets a fucking you know, Camus reference and who is, it comes from a point of view is like, of course George Bush is a problem. So let me just jump off from there and go to the- Start there. Yeah. Um, and so it was just like started their own rooms. They started all comedy rooms. And it was really was like sort of like counterculture to what comedy was. Um, it wasn't accepted very widely. Um, and they were pushing boundaries. And then he said, and I agree with him, then he said you had these people who saw what the other people did and was like just trying to mimic that. He compared it to like when Napoleon Dynamite came out and Juno came out. Yeah, It was like kind of new wave, independent, um, fun movie, you know? And he goes, they all the same tenets. They had poppy soundtrack, you know, cool music. Yes. Bright colors, um, younger characters. Um, and it was just, that was the standard. And those Songs. two movies were good. He goes, and then you had 50 movies that were like, oh, we're supposed to have poppy soundtrack. We're yeah. supposed to have bright colors. And they weren't doing it because they thought this would be interesting to do. They're doing it because they're following a format. And it's like, just faker. You can't always see through it, but if you see enough, you can see through it. So for someone who sees our first movie and it's uh, Bartlett versus the world, whatever it's called, you know, then it's like, oh, it's pretty good. But it's like if you've seen enough of them, you're like, they're just cl- they're just, they're the fucking seven Mary three of the grunge movement. I was gonna say Creed, yeah. to uh, like Pearl Jam to, to Pearl Jam or or, yeah. or, to, or to even like the originator originators like Mud Honey and the, you know yeah. people like that. Then it's like now you're three steps removed and people doing what they're supposed to do. So that's a lot of these Edinburgh Hour shows. It's like. You're trying to be serious here because that won an award four years ago. Because um, being serious works. Crying at the 42-minute mark yeah. every single night. Yeah. Uh, now, Hannah Gadsby's um, serious um, was justified. She was very angry. She's not faking that. Uh, I wish her first 20 would have been funnier. It would have helped prove her point better of, like, I have to quit because I can't do this. But when you watch after, like, 20 sort of, like – Kind of easy lesbian joke. Wait, wait, wait. I so I only uh, I only watched. I got like first ten or twelve in, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not really that interested in this. That, that was the problem. Um, <laughs> but I don't think her point. Well, I don't know what her point was, but I because I, I didn't see the rest of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Comment away. But go ahead, go ahead. Say what her <laughs> no, point no, no, was. I, was this say, I don't saw. think it was. I'm not very funny, it's, so I'm quitting. What no, it wasn't that. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that I misspoke. Uh, it was. Self-deprecating material <laughs> puts down the person who's doing it. That would be great. Yeah, just leave it there. <laughs> well, Did you just, just see my it? first twenty? They yeah. were really not that good. Yeah. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. 
That's all I think we all agree. <laughs> yeah. I need to work at the post office. But she's like, when you self-deprecate a marginalized group, lesbians or trans people, or or you know, right. they're already pushed down. Like you're pushing people further down. But sure. she's doing the self-deprecating. And so she's like, I can't do that. Right. So my two problems with that are, I, I get it, and if she feels that way, she's right. And the rage she felt is totally real. There's, there's not that shitty Edinburgh style where it's like you're trying to be serious. She's not trying to be serious. She can't help it, which is the kind I like. Oh, I see what you're saying. The problem is, well, one, there's more types of comedy than self-deprecating. So the whole premise is based on that's the only style of comedy, which is just not true. You watch Mulaney's act. He, doesn't, he talks about the Civil War. I feel like self-deprecating is one tool out of a number right. of tools yeah. to use in comedy. So what I would have liked is for her to go, I can't do self-deprecating material anymore. I can still do plenty of other material, but it won't be self-deprecation anymore. But she set it up that way. The problem is, and I heard why on this, the first 20 minutes or so is her setting up that she's a legit stand-up comic. And then next part is she goes, and now this stand-up comic that you've come to enjoy for 20 minutes, I'm telling you that person has to quit comedy. Supposed to be upset. The problem is, she chose, from what I've heard, l her leftover material. It wasn't her A level stuff. Oh. It was her shit. She didn't realize how big, this is what people told me there. She didn't realize how big it was going to get. All I saw was someone without knowing her at all was like, these are kind of hacky, like shit I've kind of heard before, like the lesbian standard joke. Um, but they were like, it was just leftover material. If she had, so when you say this person has to quit, you're like, yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this person's just doing kind of jokes I've heard fifty times before. Yeah, but what if you if you if she did her A level stuff? I'm assuming right. she, she has gone some. Out on top. Yeah, yeah, probably. and and does like Mike Vecchione or, or or Ali Wong or fucking you know Lisa Traeger fucking boom boom boom, and then she goes, no, I have to quit as an audience member. I'm like, wait, no. Yeah, I love you're really good. Keep going. Don't do that. Don't quit. It's like when you see somebody crush at like the cellar for fifteen or twenty minutes and then they're like, I'm out. And you're like, wow. Oh no. I and you. when they're like, I gotta go and you hear people from the audience go, no, no, stay. You're like, yeah. it's not, that's not how it works. Yeah, you can't yeah, will yeah. me on. But yeah, if she'd given me as an audience member that, I'd be totally down with it. But what we were talking about is the serious part and her serious part was justified. I would imagine, because like the first I ever heard of her was that, and now we're talking about this, I don't know, but the first I ever heard of her was that special. Uh -huh. I think most Americans yeah, most, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, most, clearly, most anyone. That's why she was going to quit, because comedy wasn't giving her anything. But she was doing that massive theater. I would assume people in Australia knew who she was. Like, I talked to Andy Curtin, and he was like, oh yeah, she was big in Australia. I don't think she was that big. I think she got big off Edinburgh, and then pushed it from there, and then mm. got a big name mm. over that next year. I'm not sure about that one way or the other. Uh, I think it was that she got this name that people kind of – and then she probably did the Melbourne Festival too. Uh, and then she did Sydney. Now, what Brendan Burns told me, which I liked, is that when she's getting all rage – because part of me is like, but you're crying every night. Then you're just – it is based in theater there. Yeah. That UK-style comedy – excuse me, that fringe – that festival-style comedy is, is still based in theater. So if you're getting upset or crying about your wife's miscarriage, in an interview that strikes me as real – but on a show you're doing 26 nights in a row, yeah. it's like now you're now you're acting. Yeah, you're you're doing this as theater. Yeah, uh, which is part of stand up is acting, I guess. You know, to, yeah. to act surprised at this character coming into your story. You know, yeah. um, and don't they say British comedy comes from the theater? That's why I hear a lot it's of still British... got a foot in the in the theater. That's that's what that. that's why I kind of feel bad for them. Like they're still trying to please theater critics. Well, and they get reviews. They get reviews. So that's something I don't. It rarely happens in the United States to have someone review a stand-up. Almost never. What they do is you they mean, review like in the paper? as paper. Yeah. It'll be in the paper. Yeah. It'll be like this. This uh, Ari Shafir show, four stars. Yeah, they whatever. review you here as a as your entirety of your being, 
but they don't review the the hour you put on. They'll go to one show, right? Yeah. No, no matter how good or bad you did on that show, that's exactly, and that's fair. That's the same thing as like. And how have you, you been? Ever, you ever go to a comedy and like go twice in in the theaters and one cr- crowd just laughs more than the other? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if you're at the one that laughs less, your review you're gonna be affected by that. So, but that's a cool thing about stand up. You get rejudged every single night. Yeah. Multiple times a night. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're on a few. Yeah, shows. it's just like, and the, you could kill, kill on the next person that you see when you're just off or trying something. Even the same joke, we're trying to slightly like less smiley. Those people leave going, this guy isn't very good. And you're like, oh, I wish you could talk to the people from the nine o'clock show because <laughs> they wanted to carry me out on their shoulders. It's the weirdest feeling yeah. when you walk off and you're like, I bet those people all think I suck. Yeah, and they're right. You <laughs> yeah. did. Their only experience with you was out of a sucker. Yeah. And they're, if they're going to do reviews at this festival, they should at least like they should review based on how much money you raised in your in the <laughs> counting up. Like, that should be part instead of the of three stars, uh-huh. four stars. Uh-huh. Be like, it made it three quarters of the way up the, the bins. So. I would have given them five dollars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the yeah. crowd gave them twenty. Five quid review. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then uh. And then um. So when she was doing it, she was doing it at the Sydney Opera House. So she was really speaking. Hannah Gadsby. Yeah, she was speaking to Australia. This is her chance to tell Australia. This is a rep- a building almost the most representative of the country of Australia, the country that she felt betrayed her and didn't really protect her growing up. So when she's getting that upset there, it's real. She's screaming at Australia, fuck yeah. you guys. Um, but again, if we're critiquing it as like an amazing special, those first 20 minutes have to be undeniable and not ch- jokes I've heard before. I see you're saying to create the twist. Yeah. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait, come yeah. back. Yeah. If you're if you're rating it as some Australian comic I've never heard of, then hey, fucking great, <laughs> yeah. you know you you really reach for the stars on that. Congratulations. But if you're saying this is the best special I've seen, then it's like, well, then I'm going to judge based on that, and then here are the issues. Also, by the way, I will continue to say this: that people are like it wasn't funny, it wasn't funny. Far more laughs than Chris Rock special. It was far <laughs> I, better. Wait, the new one, the one from like a year or two ago, Tambourine. Yeah, it's called. I didn't see it. Yeah. You're missing nothing. It, though, Actually, wait, no, I saw parts of it. Yeah, and it was very, uh, it was like Chris Rock doing a Chris Rock. Doing a Chris Rock impression. It was like, here's man. what Chris Rock should be Oh, my God, he was so no, bad. No, I also say Chris, I mean, it's Chris Rock. I he was know. so bad. Unless his me. point was, I am a no longer relevant comic, so my tambourine player <laughs> is, I'll just go get the money and drop eyes into Netflix to watch his young, good comics. <laughs> wait, why tambourine? Where does the tambourine player come in? His tambourine, it was called tambourine. I think he does a bit about it where he's pretty much saying, that the point of some people is to be the tambourine player. You're not the fucking lead singer, the lead guitarist, even the drummer. Oh. You're the tambourine guy. You're back in the corner. You're adding to it, but you're not the focus of attention. And so know your place. If you're the tambourine player, you can't be the lead singer. You have to know your place. The Oasis proved them wrong there. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <But> anyway, yeah. <laughs> he's probably not a fan of Producer this, so... Randy Lee for us. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. our tambourine player. Yeah, so I doubt that was his message, but if his <laughs> message was, I'm the tambourine player, I'm going to go in the background of comedy and now, let if, these other people shine. Uh, if he quit comedy halfway through his special. People be like, whoa, amazing. Chris Rock quit comedy? <laughs> but if you saw that special, you'd be like, yeah, you're right, man. It was like Mike Schmidt. Remember Mike Schmidt? Uh, yeah, he retired in like April or May because he was like having a terrible season. He was season. hitting like 204. Yeah. And he was like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm a Phillies Hall fan. Of Famer. I was like, yeah. I'm a Hall, yeah, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm not hitting 204. I'm not going to wait to the end of the year. I'm, I'm done. done. Oh, yeah. really? He just called yeah. a press conference one day. Was like, I love that. It's like exactly. I got from school and it was like on the news. It was a big news. It was, yeah. But now the like, Phillies didn't miss his bat that year. No. It already wasn't there. He was, yeah, they weren't going to make him quit. Right. It was Rex Schmidt. Yeah. He's Cal Ripken, those guys. Nobody. They play as long as they want to, <laughs> especially on a bad team. But like he's like, I'm not doing this like this. If Chris Rock did that, yeah, that would be noted on that level of like, wow, he really. I mean, he should. He just hung it up. 
in the middle of a special. <laughs> that would yeah. be amazing. It would have been amazing. And Mike Schmidt was like, I can't make lesbian jokes anymore. It's the, the <laughs> self-deprecation. <laughs> yeah, Mike Schmidt just quit in like April. He's like, yeah. or May or somewhere yeah, like early just, in the season. Yeah, I remember, in the middle, he's like, like yeah. no, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not good. Yeah, I'm washed up. I'm a, I'm a Hall of Fame. I'm one of the best 50 <laughs> players of all time, and I'm playing like this. This isn't just a slump. I'm bad now. I'm 41. I'm done. It was so cool. Such a power move. Yeah, like it, podcast it, 200 for us when we're just like going through the motions. 104 <laughs> maybe. Let's see what happens <laughs> next week. I'm just going to walk up in Halfway the Halfway through the pod. <laughs> so what I say when I say an American style hour is the first year I did, first year I did storytelling show, second year I just did, which is just stand up, just a collection of bits the way we do here when you're on stage. And the crowd's fine with that? They're not like, hey, wait, what's the point? crowd is wanting it. Yeah. There is a void because these things have won these awards and all these comics try for those awards now is they're not... And that's okay if you're that style of comic. What what Hannah does is fucking pervert for what she tries to do. I had a, somebody tell me once, Tom Shadiak, you know that director? Mm. Did like a, a lot of Jim Carrey movies and some some Eddie Murphy movies. Um, me, myself, and Irene, shit like that. Yeah. He directed. And he was saying that he's good at directing those kind of movies because he likes that kind of comedy. But if like some dark, if Bill Burr tried to direct it or some dark Scorsese tried to direct it, let's say, it wouldn't come off that good because it's not what he cares about. Yeah. He wouldn't do a it's good a job of myself and Irene. The same way Tom Shadiak wouldn't do a good job on The Departed because he's like, I can't be this dark. Yeah, with stand-up, you have to be whatever you are. Yeah. So it, the problem is because of these awards and they're saying this is the best kind, you have all the – which is fine for that type of comic. If they, sh if they had it like the Emmys where it's like best actor in a comedy TV show. Yeah. Best, uh, you know, miniseries, best whatever. Then you're just like, now you have enough categories. But they don't. They have one. So all these comics who normally wouldn't be that feel forced to try to do that thing. And it's awful because that's not who they are. That's not the kind of comic they are. So you have one award at the end of the whole show. Best, like best show. Best and show. by the best, best show and also best, best newcomer. One. And they go Spirit of the Fringe, which is just like someone something does that's really nice. It's really like this. Indep like, independent it's like good sportsmanship award. award. It's like a <laughs> pretty much. I used to win that all the time in basketball. Oh, it was good great. Sportsmanship yeah, I won those in volleyball. <laughs> oh yeah, most, most, most high fives. Yeah, and most improved. I, most improved most, I got most improved two years in a row, which is really. I'm like, how much of my <laughs> in the off season you worked on your game? You're like, how so bad I did I start? Yeah. Three point shot. I must have started by a real detriment. Yeah, really bad. Two years in a row. It was on a soccer team in China. I scored on myself a bunch, and then my own, and then threw it the first year. This year I took it up to scoring four points a game on on our team, and then now 15 points a game on our team. Um. Yeah, so they do Most that kind woke. of comedy. Don't do that. Yeah. Most woke, yeah, yeah, but they only have one. So these people try to be that, and it's kind of it's just shitty. It's it, it forces them into a shitty. I might into try what to they're do not. This. You yeah, should. You should. It's go. really good for you. So these audiences, <laughs> some of them want that dark shit, and some of them just want funny comedy. So the ones who just want funny comedy, there's this vacuum that me, as a more developed than they are, stand up. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of time, um, amount of sets, like it's just. Practice makes perfect. If you believe in that, then I'm a I'm a more developed comic than them. And then, um, are people going out and I've people go out and like bark for their own show, right? Yeah. So like stand Liz Mealy did that. You can also hire people flyers. to do it for you. Yeah. Um, with the free fringe, you can actually make some money. So it might be worth it to pay some people. And really, it's for two hours before your show. If yeah. my show's at six p.m. starting at four, I want to be handing out flyers. And at nine thirty p.m., you don't hand it out for the next day. People aren't watching. 
Yeah. So you just go out there for a while. If it's raining, it sucks. Where but do you find the people? This to is pay? all stuff that people in New York. There's do. groups that do it, like flyer groups. Flyer groups. That's yeah. great business. And so it's oh. like, okay, this guy shows it at six. So from four to six, I'll be outside his place. Oh, or they have again. Yeah. They have these in like Times Square. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, uh, the, I mean, I just think like the demand. The New York so many... Emilio. But if, yeah, but imagine if there was a three p.m. show. So from one to three, I'm here, and then after three, when this guy's show starts, now from three fifteen to five fifteen, I'm outside barking for this guy's show, and then it. And then his show starts at 5.30. So at 5.30 to 7.30, I'm outside barking for this, and I'm yeah. making 12, 15 bucks an hour for each of these people. You can make it. Cap, we should just go do yeah. that. I remember now when I first moved to New York, a temp agency contacted me about a job like that. I should have done it. Just I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, was like, so <laughs> I, was, I wasn't desperate enough yet. <laughs> you could give become one of those liars in it Times been, Square? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, tonight it's Stand like Up comedy? New York. It's whoever you, your favorite comedians. Yeah. Who do you like? They're there. Yeah, right? they're on. They will yet. be there. Seinfeld, he's there. They did that with our live podcast. We had the random people coming from Times Square up to stand really? up New York. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And I'm I was for a podcast. I have no idea what like they're Amy doing. Amy Schumer's on tonight. <laughs> it's crazy how no, disappointed she's people are when they come to the show and their hero's not there. And you're like, oh, by the way, just so you know, Tina Fey never did stand up. <laughs> so it was a lie that shouldn't even have been believed. Yeah. Chappelle, I could see why you'd want to believe that. But if you're looking oh, for God. fucking Bob Newhart to come, he's yeah. dead. So um, you going back? You can keep doing it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, I get so much out of it. Uh, also, do shitloads of drugs, and the city's beautiful. Yeah, and I also get to see a lot of cool shows. I grow based on like exposing myself. So then that was what I did two years ago, and this year I was like, no, I'm trying an Edinburgh style hour. I'm doing a theme hour this year. I'm gonna sh- because they look down on us. I don't like people looking down on us. That's people's biggest <laughs> biggest problem with. Oh, they look down wh- on Americans. Yeah. I don't, that's people's biggest problem people with Hannah hearing. Gadsby. That's people's biggest problem with um, with that new Drew Michaels. All this post comedy stuff. Mm. It's like the the mainstream, the the normal, most widely accepted comedy doesn't have a problem with them doing something different. They have a problem with them saying this is the new shit. You guys are done. Yeah, we're, you better, guys, we're better than you. You and guys are like, hair metal. Yeah, and it's like, oh fuck off. You've <laughs> never even killed. Yes. So fuck off with this. We're better than you attitude. So. Um, we don't like it, especially when we are better uh, in terms of laughs. So it's like, because they always do these stories like expanding what stand-up comedy can be. I'm like expanding means using what it is and then going more than that. What they're yeah, doing is funny. less than that and different. Yeah. Expanding yeah, like, means taking a fucking funny all the way through and then adding this. But going back to the alt comedy thing, like uh-huh. the guys who started it were already good at club. They were like regular comedy. Some of them were. Right? Some of them were not. Some of them were never accepted in clubs. Hmm. But they were funny or they were not funny. They, you know what I mean? But they're at least hilarious to their audience. Yeah. Okay. To this specific style audience. I mean, like, if you get good white comics, go to a black room and, and eat a dick. And then vice versa, like, Scrancho might, <laughs> might, might go to a black room, a white room, and they, like, don't get his references, you know? Turner goes to a kid's room. Yes. I, I bomb in kids' shows. There's that, too. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. at least kill in front of your audience. And kill means laughter the whole way through. You just explained to my son that you were doing post-comedy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, the best, yeah. it's the best you know, move. You don't oh, understand this, I've been doing post-comedy for years. You just say it's yeah. post-comedy, then you yeah. act like you're better than them, and it's yeah. fucking great. I also quit this comedy like 17 is... times, and no one cared at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you retired. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I just didn't do it in the middle of my act. I did it when I got home. Yeah. <laughs> that was your big mistake. After bombing. You wanted to go viral. <laughs> um, so what I said is They're like Yeah okay Americans get more laughs And he, here's the deal you guys Americans started 30 something years Stand up comedy Before the UK did We're just way ahead of you For that 
Also, you guys, they had the handicap of being half theater, half not. So they could never just go, this is its own art form. It can grow on its own. You know, It's like if you had to make weed and potatoes and corn. Your weed grows are not going to be that great. Yes. Until you're like, let's just devote this to weed and really be hoarded. That's why we're not good at soccer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We split up our loves. But when yeah. I say only sport, when everybody plays it, America would have been great in soccer. Yeah. But th- how many of our kids go into soccer? Not that many. Our kids play post-soccer. Post-soccer. <laughs> That's what my team does. Yeah, so they go, well, Americans can get laughs the whole way, but what we can do that they can't is we can string together a, a theme. And when you do a theme, you give up laughter in order to have a cohesive... Um, peace. And that's what these Americans are shitty about. So I don't like that. Stupid Americans. Yeah, so I don't like that. So I was like, I think you're wrong. So I devoted a year of my life to developing a theme hour. Just spite. Just to spite them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a yeah. spite hour. Spite can really drive you. Yeah. It really can <laughs> drive me better. in life. And so I invited any comic. Open invitation to any comic. I will save you seats. Whatever the line is, I will grab you. Before the show started, every single time, I was like, any comics here? Any comics? Come with me. Put them in the middle of the room. <laughs> And I wanted them leaving. You know, you're like Michael Jordan at his Hall of Fame speech where he brought in that guy who beat him out in high school. Oh, yeah. So he could shit on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wasn't good enough. And the guy's still like, you weren't, man. You were missing easy shots. You're better now. But you were. So you invited yeah. the comedians. To Every comic. Come watch us. And they left with this attitude of like, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm like, man. yeah, you're one thing you thought you were better than us. Thematic. <laughs> we just don't do it. But here is a start to funny thematic hour where you're dying laughing the whole time. That's what's acceptable. You can do this more stuff, but you got to have the base. Yeah. And when they don't have the base, it's like, no, you don't get to look down at us you, until you master it first. You end your set by just pressing play on a recorder. It's like, and I'm proud to be, be an American. American. <laughs> I would, I would do it where I tell them in the bucket speech. I was like, you know, I, I last time I tried to do a, a an American style hour with a little bit of a twinge of, of of Edinburgh, which is like a through line that you guys might might not see. Anti children, pro adult. Um, uh, but this time was. A, a, a fringe style hour, but in the American style, which means funny. <laughs> Everyone would laugh, and I'm like, "Yeah, you guys, what the fuck? Why am I hearing about your n- another miscarriage?" <laughs> and are you still doing that hour? Or are you done? No, I'm still doing it. I'm going to tour in America, and then um, and then record it as a special. No oh, fringe style special. Yeah, but it was. But you won't notice the way you don't notice Brian Regan is clean. Yeah, exactly. Until later, you'll be like, did he curse? Um, so there's nobody at Zany's who's like, where's the jokes? No, absolutely. Yeah. Every one of these bits that's tied together into this through line, into this theme of Judy, it's all about Judaism and religion. Um, he needs to learn. I need yeah. to learn. Oh, well, you we come, tried to talk I'll about it last you. week, and he, he was trying to teach me. i tell you about Rosh Hashanah. Our audience didn't think you did a great job. Well, you know, the audience <laughs> is always wrong, we've learned. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. It's a big 10 days of repentance we're in the middle of right now. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm apologizing to everybody. Sarah, you made sure. Oh, we love doing that. We just got all these little kids. You'd be like, do you forgive me everything I've ever done to you? I forgive you everything you've ever done to me. Do you forgive me everything I've ever done to you? Oh, really? And you're like, yes, do you forgive me everything? Yeah. Do you, hey, Captain, do you forgive me everything I've ever done to you? Okay, I forgive you everything I've done to you. Is that the I'll be your best friend for Jewish kids? Without, It's like the, without saying what it is, because no one's really going to. Because you're about to get judged for your sins. Yeah. So you have to say, I forgive you for everything you've ever done to me. Yeah. Do you forgive me for? But they don't really forgive because there's grudges that hold on. <laughs> but you can't say no. You have to fucking make up for what you did. Yeah, so any know. other kid can absolve you of your sins? No, a kid you've wronged. Oh, I see. I'm, I forgive say, you for being late today. You do it with like your brother yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Well, it's better because you can say to God, "I'm asking forgiveness," but you're supposed to say it to the actual person you've wronged. You're supposed to. 
Yeah, because you, you've wronged God also. You ain't not that kosher. That actually makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, but yeah, you got to that. You got to get from forgiveness from the person who's you've wronged. Which, yeah, I it's don't. Like know. I kind of skipped that. I kind of skipped both steps, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. when Louis asked for forgiveness for, for, from uh, certain <laughs> women, and they said, yes, okay, I accept your apology. Um, they wouldn't come out 10, 11, 12 years later and, and do a report on, in the New York Times saying what he did wrong because they already accepted his apology over a decade earlier. Oh, no, wait, actually, it's different. It's a good time to remind <laughs> you the Woke AF show. Woke AF is available. <laughs> New York Times. He should have gone down to the water and thrown bread in the water. That's what he yeah. was missing. Tashlach. Tashlach is the... I have bits about that <laughs> in my hour. <laughs> Should we get to the news? <laughs> All right. You want to stick around? Yeah, sure. We got news stories. There's yeah. a lot happening this week. Yeah. We're, uh, I'm fasting right now, actually, I realize. So. It's Yom Kippur. It's not Yom Kippur. Oh. oh when this is airing. When this airs. <laughs> Wait, before the news, give, do you have, what do you have coming up? Yeah. When is this coming out? This comes out uh, in like- Yom Kippur. Well, I'll just start- A few I'll, days. I'll just start it. I'm in Austin right now at Cap City Comedy Club. Oh, this comes out uh, after this weekend. Yeah, yeah. He knows when Yom Kippur is. That's why I said that. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be You're there the ca- the 19th okay. through the 21st, 22nd. September. Um, yeah. And um, we've yeah, got to Phoenix, and I got a European tour in November and December. You going to Phoenix, you said? Phoenix in, the, in October for the All Things Comedy Festival. And uh, yeah. All right. Let's get to the news. <laughs> Play the music. Speaking of the news. First story yeah, of the week sorry. today comes <laughs> to it. us from Channel 3 News St. Louis. That's where we get all the good news. That's, yeah, one of the top news stations in yeah. the country. Taco Bell voted. So you know where the Channel 3 is? They have the arch, and then it's sponsored McDonald's, so they have the double arches, and then they have the third <laughs> arch, which is Channel 3 News St. Louis. <laughs> For real? Nope. <laughs> that would be genius. Let's go yeah. with it. They should do that. <laughs> Taco Bell voted best, best Mexican restaurant in the country. That is. What? Uh, I mean, if is... it's total votes, I could see them not knowing any other place. Yeah. Uh, well, it's... if it's New York City, I would agree. Actually, I had, <laughs> I had ter- the worst Mexican had, food in this city. Of I did all great time. research. I had terrible Mexican food for lunch today. So there is no good yeah. Mexican food in New York City. I know this is a very yeah. specific. It's uh, okay. It's just not the Cali style. Yeah, it's, it's usually probably... okay though. The one today I had was bad. Today it's... I definitely would have gone Taco Bell, Mexican pizza, bean burrito. It, it's weird because you're like, no, there's no Mexicans. They don't know how to do it. But it's like yeah. there's some Mexicans. There are there's tons of Mexicans. And They're working the... in every pizza place. Yeah, there's one of the easiest like cuisines to prepare. So like none of those went and started a good place. Anytime I meet a Mexican yeah. in like a comedy community, I always ask them and they always don't know. Oh, wow. And they always, but they always haven't thought about it yet. Like, oh, I'm yeah. like, hey, there's no good Mexican foods. They're like, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, there huh. isn't. I'm like, how do, maybe they just cook at home? There's no good diners here either. Yeah. Well, the people here don't, because of what they complain about. Like people would free, like pizza. Like we go to LA, we're like, oh, the pizza there's sucks. No good pizza. There's no pizza. There's no pizza. There's nobody complaining that much about the Mexican food. So, where are Taco <laughs> Bell? What are the other contenders? Or how does it, how does it, like anybody else? Uh... They pulled so Chipotle. In my head, Chipotle came in second. Yeah. So they Del pulled, Taco. They pulled 77,000 people. Wow. Which is a lot. I, I figured they asked like a couple hundred. I wonder if they all voted them as number Chichis. one or if they're just like, name your top, each one of you, name your top 20. And so then they appear on the most ballots. That's they said there was 3,000 brands to pick from. That really? seems a little excessive. For, well, it is. 3,000 Mexican, like uh, Chi-Chi's going back deep. Or I mean, that's why the voting system doesn't work in America. And that's why we have Trump. Because you're like, I'm voting, I'm trusting anyone to vote for what for all of us. And it's like, oh, that that means legitimately most people thought Taco Bell, not fucking 
you know, Dos Locos is better than fucking, you know, El Cactus Burrito. Like, you're crazy. Dos Locos is way worse. Yeah. But, like, everyone who knows Mexican knows Taco Bell is not it. But these people are in the voting pool. Yeah. Well, it's also too many. It's like Trump won because there were so many candidates in the Republican primary. Like there's three thousand restaurants. Taco <laughs> yeah, Bell, exactly. Taco Bell's Trump. People have heard of him. Uh-huh, the name exactly. recognition. Give exactly. him a head to head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is why you can't vote in China. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this be... is this is the exact like logic that the that the Chinese government uses too. So like, trust me, you don't want you, you don't voting. Want some random who doesn't. Let the us figure this yeah. out for I mean, you. But Panda also... West was going to be named the best Chinese restaurant there, but they you know. <laughs> so the best burger was restaurant Five Guys. This is this here's well, at the least most, I beat up McDonald's. That's yeah. good. Here's the most egregious. Best coffee shop? Krispy Kreme. That's not a coffee Krispy shop. Yeah. I've never wow. heard of that as a coffee. Wow. Is that something you do in the middle of the country? And the best chicken restaurant, well, Chick-fil-A. Wow. Well, there's not a lot of chicken restaurants. But that also shows a, that like this idea that like, oh, this is problematic. That's problematic. Chick- if, if everyone's voting for Chick-fil-A, I don't think America cares about most. It's a thing. It's like all these blogs and all these like Twitter outrage. It only affects a small percentage of people, but it's the ones we hear about. Right, but like bubbles. girls, the show Girls was so written about. And then you see the ratings and they were like super low. No one was oh, actually yeah. watching it. Because like it was so talked about, they're like, "Is it better? Is it bigger than Seinfeld?" You're like, "No, basically, no one's watching." <laughs> it's because the people writing the articles are watching. All those well, people it's like the are Cuomo, watching. Cuomo, Cynthia Nixon, uh, primary yeah, exactly. race was running about like crazy. It wasn't even a close race. And then it like and, easily remotely. defeats Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, nobody, You're like, oh yeah. what? I thought yeah. it was like neck and neck. Like, yeah. no, not even. <laughs> and it's, it's governor about. of New York. Does America it was care so about regional. the governor of New yeah, York primary? Yeah, it was on the front page of CNN. Yeah, it's amazing when you saw it easily defeats. I'm like, I thought it was going to go under the wire. Yeah, everyone I know is Cynthia Nixon. Everyone I'm reading all these articles about her. That's why. And we were talking about this like off the, the air. The box doesn't matter. <laughs> we were talking about this before you got here, Ari. But that's why, like, the most upsetting thing to me that happened all of last year or this year, whenever it happened, was that Kobe won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Uh, for Because he played for the Lakers and everyone voting is their Lakers fans. Oh, uh, right. They're LA people. But he won an Oscar during the Me Too Oscar. It's crazy <laughs> how the, he's skirted on that. I can't believe he skirted on that. Yeah. And he's going to be on the Hall of Fame ballot in 2020. And the fact that he had his whole retirement year. And I was like, and I hate the Lakers. So I was like, you guys are just letting him skate on this rape. Yeah, you're just rape. letting him skate on it. Well, well, and minimum, if he did, if it wasn't rape, if if uh, his defense was that the girl had had sex with three other guys in the past day, so it's his, her fault. Yeah, so which, slut shame. Which, here. by the way, the exactly, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah. But this the side, that side is so like, ooh, we can't shit on black people. <laughs> so it's just white guys making rape jokes, but black rappers are espousing the benefits of of rape. But like, eh, they're black. I, I don't know how to say that to them. That Lindy West article about rape jokes was titled "To All White Male Comedians." I heard and someone say that last cisgender night. Cisgender male white comedians. But, but it was like, oh wait, so when a black male comedian makes a rape joke, it's okay. When a, yeah, when a woman makes a, a shitty rape joke, like that, that puts make people feel weird in the audience. That's okay. But but yeah. for real, definitely, I can see you saying why women would be okay. For a black person to make a rape joke is better than a white person to make a rape joke. This what is, is why you guys. About the quality this, of the this is why Jewish me. people need to give up, like not be white again. Yeah, we're not white. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. be My white. My dad's a Holocaust survivor. I'm out. I'm out. I'm you allowed can to do whatever, say whatever I want. You want. I might be autistic. Yeah. I've never tested. All right, well, what was that? We were trying to figure out last week. Was that like ten years ago? Twenty <laughs> years ago? What the Holocaust? No, when white, when Jewish people <laughs> yeah. were thought like people didn't. Like Kevin was saying when he was a kid, like Jewish people weren't. Well, I'm like, when yeah, did we're separate from white. We're separate from white. Yeah, the country clubs didn't let us. Used to let us in. Yeah, still don't. Some of them. Yes, you know. Quotas, all that stuff. Next story. <laughs> we don't need Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's amazing how the fucking... 
that they just let Kobe Bryant skate on that. I, I it's like what? Because they're Lakers fans. Yeah, and they go. She she had three people sperm. By the way, they're all wearing me too <laughs> okay. pins. Okay. Time's Where it's up like pin. you're allowed to fuck three people and then not, not want to fuck a fourth. Yeah. Uh, but also, just so you know, um, that was just a story made up by Kobe Bryant's defense team. Uh, the actual um, evidence was two people sperm. Her boy, her boyfriends and Kobe's. Oh really? Yeah. And it was just fucks. a thing that the defense oh. thing said, said to the world. So everyone's like, she was fucking a bunch of people. You know how sluts are. And she wasn't, by the way. Yeah, so very very possibly, she had sex with her boyfriend, and then she got raped. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's a awesome. legitimate I'm possibility. I'm still more offended. And that's offend- what she's claiming. I'm just as offended, by the way, by this they, this whole Kobe reinventing himself as a great teammate thing. That's also, that's also going <laughs> oh, on, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah, exactly. What I the saw fuck is that? He's on, been terrible for all his teammates. Yeah, he's talking about how he used to motivate them by like being an asshole. Like, yeah. That was planned. Oh, you're just an asshole. How about that? Yeah. Next story. Next story. <laughs> From the Shanghai's.com. The Chinese... A lot of Chinese stories, huh? Well, so, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We try to stay show. on brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know our audience. Why have you never been there? I, it's, a, I, it's a mystery. I don't know. I've never. It's not a mystery. <laughs> I'm inviting you. They it's want a long know... flight. The minute he says it's yes, we can do a live podcast at the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. Andy wants uh-huh. us to come do it. Is he oh, flying me great. out first class? How we get s- there? Oh, I don't fly first class. <laughs> kidding. All right. Well, let's, let's book it. All right. The Chinese internet has lit up at the start of the week. Over an explosive... WeChat? WeChat's talking about it? The Chinese internet. <laughs> They're like, hey, stop this fucking... Someone, a man eating a, a live horse videos. <laughs> and uh, and this one else. kicking a baby in the skull till it's caved in. And look at this story that everyone's talking about. <laughs> All right, you ready for this upbeat story? Yeah. An explosive. Uh, there's been an explosive, unverified accusation that one of America's most wanted fugitives was recently working as a teacher in China. The man named Daniel Ayers has been missing for the past 13 years, charged with sexually molesting a minor and murdering his wife. Did you find a guy who did that? He's talking- I knew two guys who did that. This is like wow. the- In Suzhou. They- what? Who d- escaped to there? Yeah, America's. They were most wanted. They uh, don't. They don't. Uh, extradite, I think. Extradite. No, that's the whole. So everyone goes to China because there's no extradition treaty. And so they're like, but even if they find them, they're like, hey, this person's dead. They're still like, yeah, what do you want us to do? No, so they worked with him. When the guys I knew, the, F- the Ch- American FBI notified the Chinese FBI and they're like we know this person we know exactly where he is and the China was like okay thank you for telling us but by law we still can't do anything they tracked him and then they said the minute this guy leaves China we will let you know they found out he was flying to Hong he was a moron he didn't realize Hong Kong was outside of China really so he bought a ticket to Hong Kong to go see like some girlfriend I thought it was just sort of, but sort of not. Well, it was sort of enough to where the U.S. could arrest him. Extradition with Hong Kong, yeah. And so, um, so the Chinese FBI notified the American one and said, "Hey, he's flying in on this flight." The U.S. marshals were at, waiting for him, waiting for him at the airport, and he had been doing martial arts, so he like karate kicked like twelve of them <laughs> and took them all down before they finally got him. Wow, yeah. cool, yeah. Cool. He, I bet he used that on his wife. Probably did. If Twelve marshals couldn't take him. His wife had. He no was Mister Seattle. This guy. Oh, Mr. is he there was like, like a big muscle? Uh, wasn't really? he like a like kitty fiddler or something? Or? Yeah. Is there like an app that tells these guys all the extradition things? Or like, because you gotta be able to move quickly. <laughs> you're right. Like, Do some research. Yeah, they have their tickets. He didn't even shave his mustache. The guy I knew. Oh, that's he that's. Didn't have to. Yeah, if you're in no extradition zone, you flaunt it. You're supposed to grow the mustache. That's a problem. He's like, grow a mustache. Because why well, I already got that, so I'm good. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, no, no. It's because you want to look different. <laughs> Back to the other the, yeah. the chick speaking out though. Or the, yeah. That's why, like, when you travel, uh, is there any countries besides China you've gone to where they're like, "Hey, you can't say this. Like, don't talk about this. Like, like things that you might get in trouble with the government." China for sure. They were like, "Just don't fucking do it." I know you're gonna want to say, "Well, let me just try." It's like, just don't. It's hacky. Yeah. And it's also just more dangerous. You're not just gonna be the tough guy. Just don't do it. You disappear. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That'd be. 
any tr- countries I've traveled to like that. I mean, in Thailand, you can't talk about the king. You cannot. You can't talk about the king. They no. love the king. He's dead now, too, but they just do not. They don't they like They like it. the toughest monarchy, like whatever you call it, libel laws. And... You can't shit on Buddhism in Myanmar. Too oh. hard. You cannot. I would definitely wouldn't do it they now. They have the <laughs> Myanmar Buddhists. Do you remember them? I remember Nazi them just Buddha. like kicking people's asses in the street. Yeah, Nazi Buddha. They're the most hard. Is that what they call them? Yeah, There's one guy Buddhist. who's Nazi. Nazi yeah, you're yeah. supposed to not even. You're supposed to walk around an ant instead of maybe. How did that come about? Do we have any idea? Yeah, I thought they not were. Not everyone's a good. good I'm, there's all these Christians who fucking judge people. Was it Richard Gere needs to get over there and the tell him to chill out? Yeah. Um, yeah, this guy got in serious trouble for unplugging a speaker during like 24 hour chants. Um, and he was like, it was right by his hostel and he unplugged it. And then they're like, what are you doing? He goes, I didn't know it was religious. He goes, you knew it was religious. He did six months in jail. Oh, wow. And they let him out eventually. But um, that wasn't really speaking out as much as disrupting. Religion's different. Like, that's how Pussy, Cat, Pussy Riot got in trouble in Russia, speaking out against the Catholic Church. Are they? Have we found out if they're good? They're not good. Musically? I assume they're not good. They're, when they're only, no one's Shock ever value. like, yeah, their music is so good. What, how can they go away? It's just like, oh, how can this group we're just hearing about now go away? Yeah. <laughs> they always had a great name. Yeah. It's like the Sex Pistols are never good either. Eh, they have one good. They, like they only have one album, so what do you mean? They like always play the guitar. He couldn't, but they still managed to keep it together. That's what punk was. Yeah, they had a good tambourine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where else I've been where you can't really can't. But it is the it is the thing where people are like, "But I'm just come on, man! Like, I'm gonna do what I'm not supposed to do." And it's like, yeah, "Oh, you yeah, could yeah. disappear." You could yeah, be gone exactly. Like, uh, North Korea would be the one where it's like they really don't care. They returned yeah. that American um, student. Brain dead. Oh, like, yeah. fine, here's your guy back. Like, we've been trying to get him back for five years. Like, well, and he died like three weeks later. Yeah, is that, was... that a comedy option for you? <laughs> he to, took a to post play to go Korea? to North Korea. Yeah, to go to North Korea. Though. I oh. bet you there's comics who would do it. I would never do it. I, I wouldn't. No. Because the problem is, you don't know. I get in trouble for things that I'm like, my manager's like, why did you show me this before you posted it? I'm like, I didn't know it was an issue. <laughs> you know? Right. If I'd be like, hey, nice green shirt, and then all of a sudden this outrage like of the colorblind people is like, how can you put us in this box? Oh, They're, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess I would have said it definitely. I wouldn't even thumb I considered. But if it was like, you know, fuck this N-word, then I'm like, I, I know that's t- I better tell tough, my, my representation what's How do I talk about the N-word? I know it might be a fucking, you know, tightrope. I do feel like with the the Norm interview, to wrap it all up, I don't think he knew what – he didn't – he seemed like he didn't expect Norm McDonald. No, I don't think Because so. it was a print interview, and he thought he was talking – Kaplan and I were both He saying, also thought he'd be judged on everything he said yeah, instead of just each sentence on its own. Today's yeah. day and age, that's a – yeah. Exactly. All right. But wouldn't it be amazing just because the North Korea thing, if you became big in North Korea with Kim Jong? I mean, he likes the balls. He likes. You never rant. know. Like, you never know. Like, what if he just heard? Like, he, he just he loves your he, comedy. He got yeah. into Netflix. Saw your Netflix yeah. special. He's like, I need Ari Shafir here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, an audience yeah. of one. That'd be a cool life goal, I think. <laughs> those are like Sa- you... Saudi print shows where you're like, you can do anything you want. Just don't look that guy in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I kn- those ones in the Seychelles. Have you heard about yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not even yeah. supposed to talk about those. I'll probably yeah. get killed now. Maybe. Well, you haven't done them, have you? Yeah, no, I haven't done them. Or you just can't talk about it. I've heard about it. They just kill you when you go there. But yeah, those things where it's like, don't don't look. Do touch the fucking son of the king? Like I don't. Uh, <laughs> that should be your next special. You know how everyone's doing it's like a whole you gotta do you can't just do a regular special from an audience. You have to you should do it just for Kim Jong un. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've been Shabir. a great audience. Where are you from? I'm out of town here. <laughs> and you wear his glasses, but you act like they're just real. You're like, no, no, this is my actual But he's he likes fringe style, so make sure he does, right? Seen, <laughs> it didn't, there was no art. He does not want an American hour. No, he doesn't want an American hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the podcast. Note. 
Ari, thank you for doing Always it. Always for being here. Yeah, Just take time. Yeah. Yeah. Cap, what should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I have a... Yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's hebering to you. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. When I'm working, yes, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's working hard for you. For the work I do, I'll pass almost every penny on to you. When I come home, I come home. oh, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who comes back home to you. And if I grow, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's growing over you. But Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.